Hello, hello, hello from the newlyweds. Welcome back. And this is part two of the We're Married series. Is that the... We Are Married. Of the We Are Married series. And thank you so much because it seems like you guys have really been enjoying the series. Uh, part one, at least. You like the storytelling. So we decided we're just going to continue the storytelling. It was an eight-month, uh, well, five-year engagement. Eight-month planning period. Was it eight months? Parang ten. Eight to ten month planning period. And there were so many mini stories that we want to be able to share to you guys. Because we found it amusing. So hopefully you find it amusing as well. Yeah. So welcome back to hashtag behind relationship goals. Oh, and one thing for those watching this on YouTube, as you can see, in between my legs, you have soba. <laughs> Not the noodles, soba the poodle. She's so cute. She's super cute. Um, she's nibbling on my feet and her own feet. So uh, hopefully she stops and just rests as she listens to our stories. Anyway, Bones, uh, what do we have for this episode? Well, for this episode, it is the We Are Married series. And for this episode, we're going to talk about our planning process. Because to put up a wedding, you need to plan something. Yeah, so before we even get to that, just a super short summary for those joining us just on the second episode. Um, last time, we decided to finally... Uh, get married, mm -hmm. meaning finally plan the actual wedding. And the reason for that was because we had a teleserie, the stepdaughters, yes. which was very successful. And it just felt like there were so many factors coming together at the same time, coincidentally, letting us know that, hey, you're on break together. You're coming off a good show. You have good vibes. You saved up because we were coming from a yes. show. I think it might be the best time to plan that wedding. Although at that time... We knew we wanted to get married, but we were still uncertain about the date. We didn't know when it was going to be, but we were just ready for it. Yeah, so the date, there was no date. Walang date. The destination, there was no Walang destination. destination. So I think even before the date, I think the destination was the first thing we decided on. Yes, because we have been talking about where it would be. We were contemplating if it should be abroad, should it be in Bali, should we go to the US or even Japan. And to be honest with you, for the longest time, especially during our engagement, we were under the notion that we were going to have a destination wedding outside of the country. So yeah, you said Japan. Yeah, um, US, Bali was also Thailand. We were, we were already looking for places and churches where we could do this wedding. We were looking for places as early as 2014 na. But here's the thing. When we finally got serious and said, okay, we're really going to do this, we realized one thing. We realized, why are we going away from the Philippines? It's so difficult yeah. planning a destination wedding. Yeah. And the thing is, Mikael and I do not like planning. Like, that's just our personalities. Yeah, we don't like planning for parties. We don't like planning get-togethers. Just let us know where it's going to be and we will be there. Just the support that we don't plan. We don't even plan our trips. Last like, minute lagi. Like we could decide right now to go somewhere and that is the extent of our planning prowess. Google Maps lang ampeg. Ganun kami. So we don't plan any of our trips. We don't want to plan our wedding. Especially if it's abroad. And here's another thing. A more sensible and practical reason why we decided to have it here in the Philippines is because... We have built a network of friends, connections, people whom we know in the industry, connected to the wedding industry. Mm -hmm. And 
they could all help us ease the load of planning. And if we went to a destination... It would have been harder. Diba? Translator pa lang hirap ka na eh. Oo, hirap na ganun. Tsaka, iniisip din natin, syempre, we wouldn't want our friends to spend more. Like, yes, we would have taken care of our own families. Pero syempre, KKB na yun pagdating sa mga kaibigan. Diba? Mo. And so the destination, you would have to consider airfare, flight, hotel. hotel. There were just so many factors that came together and we were like, this is hard. Yeah. Let's just have it in the Philippines. Diba? We could say, Uy, tulungan mo naman kami. You yeah. know, call in a couple of favors. Why not? It's a wedding. You're gonna have it once in your life. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so eventually, one day, Mikael's mom, Tita Monique, or should I say mom, mm-hmm. <laughs> she insists that I call her mom. Um, she was like, oh yeah, I just came from this wedding in Subic. And it was so beautiful. They and showed us photos. They showed us photos. And as soon as she showed us the photos, Mikael and I, we literally looked at each other after looking at these photos. And we were like... We had a couple light bulb moments. Yes. We were like, it's Subic. It's definitely Subic. And I even remember the photo. It was like a normal photo from a phone. And... Uh, it was just a wide shot of all the guests standing. The sun was slowly going down. It wasn't an amazing photo, but just seeing it inspired us and inspired that couple light bulb moment, mm-hmm. like ding, and we were like, "Let's just have it in Subic." And you know what's funny is that when I was planning, like I have an Evernote that's dedicated to planning, quote unquote, and I had put our chapel, San Roque Chapel there initially, before your mom even showed us these things. 2015 pa lang nakalagay na yun San Roque Chapel. Because in the back of my head, I knew that I wanted to get married there. But we also thought of getting married abroad at that time. So I was like, ah, if it happens, it happens. Okay, so before moving forward, the first thing we wanted to decide was where. Okay, fine. Philippines. Ang laki ng Pilipinas. 7,000 plus islands. So we had to decide where. Subic was top of mind because of that couple light bulb moment. But we did consider other things. We wanted to do our due diligence. So one uh, place that we did consider was definitely Batanes. Yes, Batanes was one. It was a super cute, I forget the name of the chapel. It was such a cute chapel. My family had never gone to Batanes. So I was thinking, why don't we do it in Batanes and then let's make an adventure out of it. We were thinking of doing the intimate wedding. Yung 10 people lang, a family yes. lang, in Batanes. Pero last minute kasi na tayo nag-decide nun. We decided to have the intimate wedding December na. That's so parang right. That's right. because of us being non-planners, we were just like, meh. Let's just do it somewhere nearby. Somewhere easy. (laughs) But anyway, eventually the point is we picked Subic. We had no idea where in Subic. We had the initial places. I think we can say Kamana. Kamana, was it right? Kanama, Kamaya. Kamana? No, yeah. Kamana Resort. That was the first place because that's where uh, the photo where we were inspired. That's where it was taken. Yes. So the next thing that we had to do was Do get op- somebody to help us. Yeah, get somebody to help us. So we got a coordinator. These coordinators, they know they know who's who. Mm-hmm. They know what to do. They know the timelines and all the things you probably would not think of that you might need at a wedding. They'll help you sort through that. So we said, okay, let's just help each other out and get a get a coordinator. So that's what we did. And first order of business was an ocular to Subic to go to the different places that could allow us to host a wedding. 
Yeah, and before we actually did that ocular, we needed to make sure that we got a stylist. Para pagdating dun, the stylist could actually help us decide if it was doable to set up an event in that area the way that we wanted it to be. Yeah, I didn't even know that there was a stylist, to be honest, for 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 weddings. Akala mo, table lang. Uh, well, akala ko parang part of the package na. I just didn't know ah. there was like a super separate team. So we had the coordinator and we had our stylist. Mm-hmm. So we brought the coordinator and the stylist to Subic and we went to the parang hotel, Kamana. Kamana. We went to Kamana, we went to... Uh, other hotels. I forget the name. I, I forget forgot the, the name. name. So we went to three and we were quite set on Kamana. So there was an area in that place. It was it wasn't even the wedding area, the usual reception yeah, area. It was just it like, was a, like beach a small area. beach in the resort. So we're like, oh, okay, let's convert this and just make it like a beach picnic style. So we already knew we wanted very uh, chill. Not too extravagant. Yeah. Not too, it was very, very easygoing. So we were like, okay, let's do this. On our way out of Subic, however, someone forced us. It was to, me. Okay, Megan. So I was thinking, why not? Why don't we just try to look at El Caballo? Because my a really close family friend had their wedding there, Sinatita Jen. Yes. And I was like, it's not really on our list, but we're here, so why don't we just take a look? But here's the thing: in Ayushung Roads, I was tired. It was getting really hot. So I was like, yeah, I was kind of 50-50. Pero sige na, binigay ko na kay Megan. Pumunta kami El Caballo. And as soon as we stepped out of the car, we walked into the field just a couple of steps. And I saw it. We saw. We had another light bulb couple moment. Yeah. And this time, no, it was a triple light bulb moment. Because the stylist whom we were with also had the same light bulb. We saw these... I'm not sure if I'm correct. Parang acacia trees, but huge trees with huge trunks, and then their leaves and branches just connecting to one another. Yeah, and sakto when we got there, the horses were all out, mm-hmm. and then you could see the stables. The light was so nice. Yeah, I don't know. But it, it was just... bare. It was really like a field. It was just a field. No, it wasn't yeah. like a field. It was just a field. Yeah. with like four or five nice, humongous trees around. But I was like, this is fun. This looks like it has potential. And even even Sigidion, like you could see his eyes just like there were just hearts in his eyes when he saw the venue. He was like, Oh my gosh, I wanna do this and this and this and we're just like game. Yeah. And here was the biggest bonus, at least on my part, of all the places we went to, El Caballo is the cheapest one. Oh yeah. We we got to save so much money. Um, compared to like what we hear from friends about, you know, locations. Yeah. Hotels, guys, I'm sorry. I mean, I know, <laughs> no offense to the hotels, but hotels are expensive to have <laughs> weddings in. No, because they usually like, you get your food from the hotel na. So, kasama na Kasama rin na rin, kasama na rin. Okay. But we right. got to save a lot. And of course, we're giving back to El Caballo. So, we got to give the money to take care of the horses and the and stables the also. It was a nice place. It was yeah. a really nice place. So anyway, finally, we got our place. We got our place and it was now time to plan everything. And one of the the most asked questions that I've gotten so far was, how did you manage to even keep your guest list that small? Oh, 
Oh, yeah, our guest list. Because just a little background, Mikael has a huge family. And yeah. when I say huge, it's like he has 50 cousins on one side and 30 cousins on the other. Wala pang titos and titas Wala doon. pang titos and titas. And Wala pa yung mga babies, nieces and nephews. And... He's close to a lot of them. Yeah, most of them, most of them. Most of them. I, on the other hand, have a very, very small family. And I'm not super close to all my cousins. So there is a, I'm damn it, like, who do you pick? Who goes to the wedding? So early on, Mick and I decided, nah, we wanted to keep it intimate. And we wanted to have a small wedding. We wanted it different from all the other events that we would go to, right? Yeah. Um, well, the guest list was one of the first things we did when we got engaged. But we of worked on it throughout the years. We actually. finalized and find f- we finalized it when we said we were fine. We were going to plan the wedding, and we ended up with a number close to a hundred twenty-five, a hundred thirty. Um, by the two days before the wedding, the final count was one hundred forty invited guests. And we had 135 confirmed guests. Yeah, but here's the thing, okay? For me, the number never really mattered. Uh, I told I told Bones as we made our initial lists, which obviously was very big, uh, I told her, you know what? When we invite people, we need to make sure that they're people who we've talked to, whom we've had moments, and whom we've shared conversation with. Together. Together and of course individually. I mean, there are some people you haven't met in my life. Yeah. So they had to mean something to you. They can't be just like a tito or a tita who you never ever talk to. They can't be a cousin who you never talk to, even though they're related to you by blood. If there's no real tangible relationship there and connection, then it's okay. Yeah. Okay, you don't need to invite the whole world to this wedding. Just people whom you know in your deepest, darkest moments, they're going to be there. Those are the kinds of people I wanted in my wedding, in our wedding. And I think for the most part, we hit the nail on the head. We did. And another thing that I kept in mind when writing down my list was that I had to think of, would I be very sad if I didn't invite them or if they didn't witness this moment with me? Because the people that I invited are people that have witnessed ups and downs in my life also. Yeah. And your life as well. Same. So they have a connection to the both of us, not just to us as individuals. Yeah. Um, and there's, I think I have to make this distinction. There's a big reason between feeling sad if they're not there and feeling guilty. And I think that was a very difficult emotion to be able to distinguish. Yeah, right? because we when we sent out invites, we did get some messages. Why is so-and-so not invited or can you invite so-and-so but we had to just be consistent i think and i mean i was i I felt guilty there was definitely guilt i will be honest about that my mom texted me a couple of other friends texted me like we invited but oh i was like no and then i would talk to megan i'm like yo you know I feel kind of bad. I feel kind of guilty i mean kaya naman natin i-invite pa but the thing is as difficult as it was we always went back to what our initial decision yeah. was, with, which was invite people whom you love and have a real relationship with. with. There are other people whom you love na, syempre, may pag-acquaintance lang naman yeah. or baka relationship by blood lang. So, this guest list meant a lot to us. Yeah. 
And it doesn't mean that they're the only ones important in our lives. Oh, yeah. There are so many people in our lives that we're also not invited, but they're super important. It's just that maybe I have a deep relationship with them, but Mikael doesn't even know who they are and vice versa. So there will be other times for us to bond with them and for Mikael to get to know them. That's actually perfect. Okay, so one more thing before we move on from the guest list. I was like, our wedding is not the be-all, end-all of a relationship. Yeah. It's really just like a marker, just a dot in the whole in the whole timeline. It's just one moment, guys. Just one small blip in time. And this doesn't suppo- it's not supposed to be the pillar of a friendship exactly. or a relationship. Exactly. Right? So we invited those, uh, regardless if they came or not, regardless if it was a wedding or not, we knew they were going to be part of our lives. And honestly, if somebody's going to get upset about not being invited, then I think it says more about them than it does about us. <coughs> okay, but there. So that's how we got to our guest list. It was... Um, a very thought out process, mm. I would have to admit. Of all the things, that was the most thought out process yeah. for us. Because we did it throughout the five years that we were engaged. Yeah. All right. So. What came up next? Aside from the guest, you know, you know, we did plan for 10 months. And 10 months for me is a while because I'm used to being on the go. I'm used to doing things like last minute, <laughs> like I was in school and like we are with our trips. And here's the thing, when you're planning for a wedding, there are so many rituals and traditions, especially now since we- the wedding industry is such a big deal. Yeah. Uh, I think a good example of that was when it came to the food. Apparently, when you try out your caterers or where you're, when you're choosing your caterers, they have a food tasting. Papala. And this food tasting, if you think about it, is really, really time-consuming. It is. Ours took like three hours. It's like they serve almost everything that they have on their menu so that you have a good idea uh-uh. of what kind of food they serve. Although I did enjoy the food tasting because I love food and it was kind of exciting just getting to try so many things. <laughs> we only tried two caterers. And we chose the second one. Yeah, but wait, Bones. Imagine if other couples, I've heard of those who tried five or six. I mean, that's like three hours Three hours each time, and then if they're doing it two in a day, yeah. three hours travel time. Pero Fofo, what another thing that we didn't experience, because we went straight to the caterer. Some, I mean, I know a lot of couples that go to wedding fairs, and the caterers are all there, and you can try it like a buffet. Like they'll have mini stuff. But not everybody try. does that. Some people still go through all that food taste things, and it's crazy. It is so time-consuming. I'm so happy we only went to two. Eventually, we settled with uh, Bizu. And we were very happy with them. Oh, my gosh. Well, we'll save that for the wedding itself. But we're just talking about the planning. So, we got Bizu. The tasting was pretty fun, I will have to say. I enjoyed that tasting. That was fun. That was so much fun. And, well, just to give you, like, a little sideline. I think in the 10 months that we were planning... We were probably in like the fourth month in of planning. And I said to Mikael, You remember that? Why did we do that? What, what, what was the trigger point? I forget. I 
hated going back and forth with emails and just like getting approval on things like maybe i like something but you didn't like it yeah okay so and it's just i hate having to decide on these things i remember so the coordinator um we coursed everything through them and they would connect us to the different suppliers like the food photography or whatever yeah uh but the thing is there was still so much back and forth in terms of email, it was like, okay, is this okay? No, okay, we'll search. Is this okay? Is this okay? Can we and adjust this with the contract, blah, 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 and adjust? Charva. <laughs> and it, I guess it was just that red tape that Megan and even that Bones and even myself felt was like, oh, never mind. You know what? Let's just do it. Just you and me. Yeah. Let's go. I told Mikael. This is going to be so easy. Why are we putting ourselves through this? Yeah. And I was like, I was on the verge of crying because I was... I was stressing myself out, honestly, over something that I didn't need to stress out on. And when I told you that, you know what you actually told me? Do you no, remember? I no, I don't remember. Mikael was like, he sat me down. He was like, Bones, hold on. And you held my face. And you were like, look at me. And I looked at you and I was I kind of didn't want to look at you because I was like being all like pissy and like throwing a tantrum. And he was like, look at me. You know the real reason why you're, we're doing this wedding, right? Because we want to celebrate with family. And oh, yeah. you don't need to stress yourself out over this. All you have to do is decide. And that's it. You don't need to stress yourself out over little details. Because what's important is that we're going to be together, we're going to be married, and we're going to be with the people we love. Which brings me, amazing, give me a high five, okay? Because that brings me to probably my mo most important realization and maybe my biggest piece of advice to everyone planning a wedding, especially concerning the planning part. Mm -mm. And that is when we went through our wedding plans, I realized what I wanted out of the wedding. Mm -mm. And you said it. It was a celebration yeah. with family. Just being together. okay. But I actually had a peg. Almost all throughout my life, I would have Sunday lunches with mom, my mom's side and my dad's side alternatingly. Yeah. And I got to experience that too. Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> many, many times. years that we were together. And almost every time. Sometimes we're just chill. We're tired. But almost every time, I was just happy to be around people who loved me and people whom I loved. That's why regardless of whatever you choose, whatever kind of food, whatever kind of styling, whatever kind of program you have, if you have your loved ones around you and you just want to be together, you just want to hang out, things will work out. Yeah. And the reason why I say this is because when you're planning, as I would talk to my friends who had planned before, all of a sudden there's a creeping pressure to make sure that it's a good wedding in the sense that everybody has fun. Everybody, everybody has to be satisfied. Yeah. They, they have this, all of a sudden, they have this stereotype dream wedding in their heads where I was like, no, no, why does it have to be like that? Why does it have to be like what everybody thinks it's supposed to be? Why can't you just organically just have the wedding and whatever happens, happens? What if we had that wedding we just had dinner and everybody had, everybody had an amazing time telling stories, catching up with one another. And after that, tapos na. Honestly, that was our that color. Fofo, that was our color wedding. But it was just my point that 
diba? don't don't put that pressure yeah. on yourself that was something we had to learn and we realized in the middle of the process because i think that's also why um bones started to feel a pressure she was like oh i want them to feel this i want them to feel that i was like you can't dictate how people feel yeah they love you they will be there and they will show that love in whatever in how, whatever way that manifests so there you go you heard my biggest realization and i think that also moves me into another topic about planning which is very important and highly sensitive which is money the money involved in a wedding is a lot oh my I mean, goodness the wedding industry here in the philippines is obviously booming mm. um good for the suppliers good for the suppliers but standards traditions gimmicks I mean, like I said, w- I respect these things. Mm. These are things people want. Yeah. But then again, with more and more things that people want, the costs also just keep on rising exponentially. And I have to say, I was actually quite surprised with some of the costs involved. Yeah. So when we were planning, we had already decided to take out a bunch of things. Like we didn't follow traditions. And one thing that I didn't want was I didn't want an entourage early on. Oh, yeah. Like, I f- at first, I thought I wanted one and realized that I don't want to get stressed out about what dresses they want to wear. That's just me. Oh, yeah, because you have do you have to pay for the clothes of the entourage? It depends. Like, there are but some... But usually, yeah. There are some... No. There are some brides that will pay for the dresses because they do have the budget. There are some na hati. Hati kayo. Okay. So, the bride and the whatever... And then there are other cases where the bride will ask you to pay for your own dress. So it depends. Okay, so why did we forgo the entourage aside from that? Like, some people give meaning to that. Some people will put, like, their best friends or whatever, whatever. But since we had an intimate wedding, I thought that, you know, most of our friends were pretty close to. And these close friends will be at the wedding already. So I think that we should just have... Our brothers and sisters be part of that quote-unquote entourage because they will be the ones doing the cord, doing the, you know, the veil. And another thing, I, we actually had fun with it um, because there was no entourage and because most of our guests, I would say like 95% of them were adults. 98, Fofo. 98%. There were like four kids there, mm. my including my little brother already, so three other kids. Um, we had fun with them. So in the wedding procession, the ring bearer, the flower girls, they were all, all adults. The yeah. ring bearer was my oldest brother. And the flower girls were Victor and Lauren. Yeah, yeah. And then everybody was like doing their own thing. And it was super cute and super funny. Sobrang natawa yung mga tao when they came in and they realized that, oh my God, usually these are kids. Yeah. These are g- grown people. Also, <laughs> grown men. I think we didn't discuss that apart of our guest list we decided no kids yes, we wanted to have an all adult wedding because we wanted all of our friends and our family to enjoy the party more specifically my titos and titas now my titos and titas they're amazing parents they're actually too amazing that sometimes they forget to have fun and even though they saw, they do have fun when their kids are around syempre iba pa rin yung feeling pag wala yung mga anak there's a party there's nice music good people and good vibes and that's also what I wanted to give them and I think for the most part we were able to achieve that they, a lot of yeah. the titas and titas went up to us and said they had fun yeah and I you mean, know what that's all I wanted just a happy night 
didn't have to be the best night in the world. Yeah. Didn't have to be the best party in the world. <laughs> Just a happy moment in everyone's lives. Yun lang. No? Yeah. I think a lot of our guests had fun. And that, w- that was pretty cool. Yeah. So anyway, um, back to the planning. Um, we had picked our suppliers. And as you could see on our Instagram, we also decided to get a photo and video yes, supplier. Photo and video team. So at first, I was like, why don't we just give them all fo- uh, cameras, disposable cameras? This is, these were one of the ideas that came about yeah. when we were trying to decide, will we get a photographer and video guy? And we were just thinking, what happened then? What happened in the decision making? Um, we did ask our planners for recommendations. And we gave out a bunch of people that we saw online. And one of the main criteria for us choosing this is how good these teams were at logistics, at making sure that, you know, they weren't in your face all the time. Ah, yes. Uh, making sure that... You know, everybody would have fun, capture the moment. And that's why we came down to our photo team, Metro Photo and Bob Nicholas for the yeah. video. So basically, we wanted a team na marunong makisama. Not yeah. the, uy, uy, stand there, stand there, we'll take a picture of you. Stand there, stand there, we'll take a picture of you. So Or like, yung sasabihin na, look at each other lovingly. Oh, oh my oh. god. Someone who'll contribute to the... To the vibe lang. Yeah. Chill lang tayo. Just Enjoy lang. Just let whatever unfold, unfold. Let whatever stories unfold, unfold. And actually, there was one thing. There was one time that I spoke to the uh, lead photographer. Si uh, Oli. 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 So, in one of the shoots, he gave some of the photos. This was actually for Janten, Calaruega, the first uh, wedding. And he said, We guys, sorry, abawi ako. And then I looked at the photos. The next time that I saw him, which was on Jan 25 or Jan 24, I went up to him. Hey, Ali, come here. I want to talk to you. And I was like, dude, thank you. Because for him, I think it was also a bit, it was also a bit jarring for him um, because the photos that came out were so raw. Yeah. And sa totoo lang, some of the photos, I'll be honest, they looked like parang kinuha lang. Kinuha lang katabi, kinuha lang nanandun. It wasn't anything glossy, definitely not no, magazine. like No editor-in-chief would ever approve those photos <laughs> for a magazine. But in my case, I loved it. We loved them he, so much. They caught they caught my brothers yawning in mid-yawn with their mouths open. We had they some, caught like, some of them eyes. blinking. They, they, caught, uh, they caught me and Bones uh, ugly crying, crying. Ugly crying. Ugly para crying. Yung, uh, I mean, para, uh, one eye was closed, another eye was open. And that was amazing because I think that's... It, it was just so in the moment. It was so real. And it reminded me of all the emotions that we were feeling when we were there. So I told him, don't apologize. Whatever you did there, that's exactly what I want every time. Yeah. It was so beautiful. So, I really loved those photos. Yeah. So there. Good job to that team. They were amazing. And also for the video. So I know people have been looking for a same-day edit. And even some friends were asking me, bakit wala kayong pinakita na video? And that's because the one, the first thing that we told Bob was that we didn't want a same-day edit. And we didn't want speeches at our wedding. So we asked him to actually shoot family and friends 
beforehand for it, like a little interview about us as a couple. Yeah, but I mean, talking about the video, there's still we still haven't seen anything. Yeah, we haven't seen the videos, we haven't seen the photos of the wedding anyway. Yeah, because we told them to take their time with it. We didn't want anything to be rushed. We want them to, you know, like really edit it the way that they want to. Yeah. So there, when we s- basically back to the planning again, we keep on segueing into these little stories. Uh, eventually, when we got the November, December, I think for the to slowly wrap up this podcast, we should talk about what does it actually take to get married legally and under the church. Oh gosh, you know, I was never briefed Guys, about this. Hindi kami na inform. Ang hirap pala magpakasal. The paperwork, oh the requirements, God. the interviews, the seminars. I mean, I knew meron. I just didn't know dalawang bundok siya. Oh my gosh. Let me just tell you, if you are newly engaged or if you're planning a wedding and haven't worked on the paper- paperwork, work on it ASAP because sometimes it takes forever. Okay, and let's get into the specifics. So like what happened? Um... Some parishes would ask for a baptismal certificate, the original, mm. and I didn't have one, and I didn't even remember where I was baptized. And so then we had to like do research, pa. Meron na yung confirmation certificate, and I was like, I don't think I ever got my confirmation certificate. <laughs> so I mean, just these little things. Now, yes, it sounds so simple, but when you think back, you're like, I have no idea where to start. <laughs> And it's a horrible feeling, especially ayaw mo na nga magplan, gusto mo low effort lang yung decisions mo, and to have that feeling that I have no idea where to start, it's just like oh my god, this yeah. sucks. And since I was the one going back and forth with the coordinator in emails, I specifically asked Nikael to take care of the marriage license, to take care of everything with the church, so that he could work on that part and I could work on everything else that we needed to like focus on yeah and then on top of that so requirements for the church for the wedding uh that aside um you also have interviews so you have the the church yeah pre-cana interviews the seminars that you have to attend and you really have to make time i mean some do it in one day i've heard we did hours over several days yeah so and then we even went to Calerwega just for like to another meet interview. Another interview. So it's a lot of time. There is a lot of time, and I can only imagine those who are busy and have corporate jobs when they have to plan for a wedding. That can get really stressful. But oh, yeah. flexi time kami, and at the time we were on break. But for others, I'm like, oh my god, this is so hard. Because mm, they have to take time off, but, but yeah, just. A heads up for everyone. Yeah. Everybody has to go through it anyway. I'm just saying, prepare yourself. Yeah, don't always think about just the glossy part, but there's a lot of paperwork that we didn't realize was involved. So make sure you you do the paperwork as soon as you can. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have for planning? The last month of preparation. Which was? January. This January. How was it for us? Like, how were we feeling? Because we were so chill for like the last nine months and when it came down to the last month how were we feeling i don't know how are you feeling bones i was okay in the beginning of january and i think 
in mid-Jan, that's when I got a little bit stressed because I didn't realize how much backlog there was. And then we still needed to book a couple more suppliers. So I kind of got stressed. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I cried, though. No, I don't think you did. I don't think I cried. But I was getting a little stressed. And I was just trying not to think about it too much. But I didn't feel stress because I didn't want it to get to me. Like I, I always had like the Kobe mentality. Oh, I always yeah okay. I explain that. I like it when you tell this story. Cause we watched an interview, was it or an yeah with Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah, we watched an interview of his, and he said, "Nah, don't let these things get to you. You can't let yourself get affected by them." And I always kept that in mind after I watched that interview. I wouldn't let things that affected me don't like let wedding things no 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 don't let like stressful things affect ah, you there. you didn't specify don't let it get to you in a way that would affect you negatively yeah use it use it as motivation use it as motivation use it to use it to push you harder something i just want to share as we wrap up this podcast the one thing that i absolutely hated so i already told bones and i told the coordinator that i am low effort here okay i just want to make quick decisions just present to me what i need what needs to be decided on and i will automatically just decide yeah so um photographer no photographer i'll decide um steak or chicken i'll just decide like right right then and there because for me like i said these details didn't super matter to me I just wanted everybody together in one place so everything else that came together i was like no 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 let's be chill about it However, one thing that I could not escape, that inescapable inviting of people, I do not like messaging. Okay, I do not like Viber groups, WhatsApp groups. Unfortunately, you know, it's part of work, it's part of life, it's part of family. Mm -hmm. You're in a million and one of these groups. Okay, and I had to make extra groups which I don't do. Yeah, because we didn't invite everyone. And invite every single one of them. And even though it was copy-paste, I was like... I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. But of course, I was doing it. And to be honest with you, I was being a brat about it. He was it. being so bratty about it. It really <laughs> just took me around 30 minutes. But the fact that you were making me do something that I knew I didn't want to do, it hurt me. It oh, hurt me. Did it no, really? but it was okay. But it was okay. I know I needed to do it. But at that time, I wasn't prepared to do it. But I told myself, I'm going to So. There. I am that so was, proud of you. Yeah, thank I'm you. I'm so proud of you. It was such a small thing, such a minor detail, yeah. but that's what I was like. That's when I was at my most vulnerable during. Oh my time. gosh! Well, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Well, Mikael really doesn't like texting. We barely text, so yeah. Lol. So there. Um, is there anything else? I think let's just let's just give our conclusion i guess about like the way yeah, let wrap things up like wrap what like up. overall with everything that we've said i've actually said some pretty big things already i think i said some of my highlights already a while ago what do you have to say about planning now that you've been through it and accomplished it i think be a chillzilla <laughs> chills no chill bride bride chill 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 bride yeah be a bride chiller there you go and be, be a groom chiller be a bride chiller um there's no reason for you to like really get angry about things um but try to look at it from a different perspective try to understand what's going on 
before you get angry, there's no, yeah, deba. Like I think that's the best way to go about things. Definitely talk to your groom or your soon-to-be husband about preparations rather than fighting with each other. Yeah. Okay. So me, I have something. I have something cool. Okay. Um, this is just me sharing stories. And sharing a piece of advice, uh, you don't necessarily have to follow this to a T, but this is my own personal learning. You should not, okay, according to my experience, you should not put all your eggs in one basket. So what I mean by that is that don't put so much pressure on just one element of the wedding yeah right don't put it on the dress don't put it on just the walk don't put it on the drinks don't put it on the food because once you do that you're not going to be able to make a rational decision it's going to be such a stressful decision you're like no the food has to be perfect it has to be perfect don't don't do that okay nothing will ever be perfect okay the most perfect thing about your wedding is the relationship that you have yes. with all the people there everything else is just an accessory sa totoo lang kung wari paano kung yung pagkain papunta doon tumao uh, uh, tumaob lahat ng plato sa loob ng trapas walang pagkain okay we'll laugh about it we'll go hungry we'll probably order fast food <laughs> but at the end of the day I'm going to be so happy because it's the people and relationships there that really meant a lot to me. Aww. Everything else, I mean, yeah. wala yun, extra, accessory lang yun. Yeah. So there you go. Good luck to all the future wedding planners out there. And good luck to all the future brides and grooms. The bride chillas and the groom chillers. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoy your planning and enjoy it as much as possible. Because no matter how long or short you have to plan a wedding, shempre, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. So you might as well enjoy it. Sometimes it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Sometimes it's not. But twice <laughs> like ours? Mom. But anyway, uh, yeah. And please, um, we're going to come out with one more part in this We Are Married series, which is we're going to talk about the actual wedding, what went down, the feelings that we went through, the crazy stories. Oh gosh, a lot of stories to tell. Crazy <laughs> stories during the wedding. So if you guys have any questions, even about past uh, episodes or this episode, please, you know, shoot us a tweet on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, doesn't matter where. Hopefully we see it. And if we like the question, we'll answer it for you guys. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us. This was a lengthier podcast than usual. And Soba uh, is like super And Soba is actually finally awake. So she's Yeah, I think she wants energized. to go to bed though. So there you go. Bye, All right. Guys. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.